0: Hare Krishna. Welcome back to our second session of Yoga, the Art of Play. Thank you all for coming. I was a little bit mm, expecting that maybe not many of you would come back because you would think, Okay, We got the idea what he's doing, and uh, it looks like he might be wanting us to do some work or play, and, uh, you know, we just want to listen. We don't want to do anything. Uh, So, I'm happy you're back, and let's see how things... Progress today. Um, As I think I said yesterday, this all for me is very much experimental uh, and uh, not nearly as well organized as a lecture by Svayam Bhagavan Keshav Maharaj. (laughs) But uh, perhaps, yeah, it is. What it is. So I'm also um, wanting to appeal for your help, for your participation, and and feel free to, uh, yes, express, uh, say things that come to your mind. And I I think we can also uh, keep this open ended in the sense that, um, okay, I may be speaking, speaking sometimes. Feel free to interrupt. Um, with a comment, with a question, with uh, whatever, however the spirit moves you, as I guess the Christians say. Okay, Um, what did we do yesterday? What did we talk about? We talked about uh, recreation, and I suggested that if we think about the word recreate as a recreation, um, this may help us appreciate something about uh, what devotional drama is. Uh, it is a recreation, a re-enactment uh, of, of the pastimes of the Lord and his devotees. Srila Prabhupada once Referred to the Srimad Bhagavatam. He kind of gave a definition of the Srimad Bhagavatam. It is, he said, the beautiful story of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That is what Srimad Bhagavatam is. And one time a lady asked him, I think it was in Los Angeles, 1969, after he had spoken. About the six Goswamis in his lecture. He invited questions, and a lady didn't ask anything about the six Goswamis. She said, What about Joan of Arc? <laughs> uh, what about Joan of Arc? <laughs> Joan of Arc was uh, a French saint of the, what, 15th century perhaps, 14th, 15th century. Uh, she was martyred, I believe. And so Prabhupada was like, hmm, yes, what about her? Well, she was this, yes, Prabhupada said, uh, if, if it is related to, uh, to the Lord then yes, uh, Joan of Arc, she is also part of Srimad Bhagavatam. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: and from that perspective, we might also want to appreciate um, Chaitanya Charitamrita as a kind of extension of, I like to think of it as... Um, as an encore, you know the word encore. I think in in German they say "Bees, bees," means come back on the stage, do do something more, do do it again. Huh? What do you say, Suka, <inaudible> Zugabe. You <inaudible> know. Yeah, Tugabe, Tugabe, Tugabe. <laughs> so I like to think of Chaitanya Charitamrita as a Tugabe, as a as an encore uh, of the Srimad Bhagavatam. All of the all of the actors, <laughs> Krishna and his associates, uh, they they come back. But they've they've all changed their costumes. They've all changed their costumes and they've changed their mood uh, in a sense. But of course, for what purpose? There is a a very uh, special purpose to reenact and at the same time expand uh, the pastimes of the Lord in a wonderful way, which is Um, inviting all of us to participate in the pastimes and I think that's another we may want to say general theme or a general point Uh, yesterday we we did as our little um, so-called icebreaker uh, speaking to each other about how we uh, perhaps first met uh, Hare Krishna Uh, and one way to think about this is how how did I begin to become part of this story, uh, the beautiful story of the Supreme Personality of God? How how is it that I began to um, make this the Lord's story? Make it my story. <clears throat> uh, we talked about this a little that. Uh, we all like to tell our story, uh, and what are we learning in devotional life? We're learning, we, we want to uh, become adept at uh, telling Krishna's story, isn't it? Something I like to do, uh, sometimes I invite devotees, I'll project some some photo of a painting uh, from one of our books, Srila Prabhupada's books, and I suggest, how would you explain this painting to someone who has absolutely no idea? You are a tour guide in a museum, and uh, some... Let's say young people have come in and, and you are their guide. And now you have to pr- explain to them what's going on in this painting. It might be a painting of, uh, okay, Here's now we can use our imagination, our memories. Uh, it might be a painting of Krishna surrounded by the cowherd boys and they're all having lunch in the forest. One of my favorites. Uh, what's this about? You know, you could think about how you would explain that. So the point is, we we are learning how to tell the story of the Supreme Lord, um, and of course, there's unlimited ways in which we can do that. And part of what we can do is tell our own stories. In relation to Krishna's story, and uh, we may see how they come together. And as we become more and more absorbed in remembering Krishna, now I'm trying to make a connection to the idea of remembering Krishna, remembering Krishna's pastimes. So remembering, remembering a particular pastime, one may gradually. Have a thought that, oh, there's a there's a gap here in the story. Oh, that's where I fit. That's my role. <laughs> and that's then you're inside. Then you're Nitya Siddha Krishna Brahmasandhya Kavunai. Then there you are. You've arrived. Uh, yeah. So recreation and reenactment, and um, and we we talked also about being already familiar with the story and still wanting to see it again. The example, what was the example I gave? Yes, Ramalila in Ramnagar, all over India they're performing, but the famous one I know of is in Ramnagar, across from Varanasi. Everybody knows the story. But another, possibly another example of this is from a later time, and with uh, a new technology, namely television. So in, I believe it was... 1989, there was a, a, a television series of Ramayana that was performed. Uh, some of you may know the the uh, director, the name, I forget. In any case, Ramananda Sagar. Thank you, yes. Um, it was uh, broadcast, I think it was every Sunday morning, um, all over India, Dur Darshan. <laughs> and uh, it was hugely popular. They, later, people wrote about it and they said the whole country shut down when, when everyone would see the Ramayana. Uh, in those days, still, many villages uh, had very few television uh, sets. Maybe there was only one uh, television set in the whole village, so they would they would bring it out into the open space outdoors. Um, maybe they had a long extension cord and and everyone would gather around and uh, they would put garlands on the t v set <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I read that as, and again, everybody know, knew the story, but they wanted to see it again. And not only that, but as it was approaching, what everyone knew was going to be the end of the story, devotees, uh, the people became uh, anxious that this is coming to an end. What to do? So they were, they were writing uh, to Raman Ansagar, please. Can you make it go longer? (laughs) Can you extend it somehow? So that's what he did. He kind of slowed down the story. So, and this comes. uh, This brings us back to the the topic of 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 rasa that uh, uh, kavya is is very much about evoking rasa. It's not so much about the action. Or the plot, the plot will be there, but it's all about the rasa. And if the rasa can be uh, elaborated and, you know, sort of massaged and more and more evoked without much of anything happening, great. <laughs> this this is uh, this is the idea. Uh, speaking of kavya. Um, there's a nice verse Vedam puranam kavyam cha, priya um bodhayanti ti hi prahus. And then the last line. I don't have this fresh memory that our Keshma Maharaj has. Uh, but the, the first two lines, Vedam Puranam Kavyamcha, that um, the Vedas, the Puranas, and Kavya, uh, they teach us. How do they teach us? Prabhu, like a master, the Veda, like a friend, Mitra, uh, the Puranas, and Kavyam, Priya, like a beloved. So, we're getting lessons from different persons in the course of our lives. And this is saying that Kavya in particular is, um, how is it teaching? It's teaching in the sweetest way. It's not like the Veda, which is uh, especially the Dharma Shastra, is sort of saying, this is how it is, just surrender uh the puranas are more like a friend they're more friendly <laughs> uh teaching uh the but kavya kavya is is uh it's more it's more friendly it's more open but the purpose of all of them is uh elevation it is to uh, to bring Uh, Illumination to the audience. Uh, It's said in uh, the Bharata Natya Shastra, which is considered very foundational to this sort of classical tradition of of drama in India. It's said that everyone who comes to drama, whatever it is they are lacking, uh, will be fulfilled. Uh, someone who is feeling gr- coming to the drama, feeling grief or sorrow, uh, will feel peaceful. Uh, someone who is is coming, uh, looking, you know, f- feeling a lack of being acknowledged, um, not famous enough. They will they will be fulfilled in, in their desire. Everyone will be fulfilled in their desire. But the actual purpose is the transcendental elevation of everyone, bringing everyone to uh, the higher purpose of life. Mm. Uh, Should we do a little icebreaker? Yes? No? Yes? Yes? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see. Well, what I was thinking we could try to do now is... Um, well, l- let me ask, who is here today who was not here yesterday? Oh, quite several of you. Okay, that's all right. Um, what we did yesterday is we shared our stories of with one other devotee, and we suggested someone you know... Perhaps not at all. Some So getting to know someone. Um, uh, we t- shared our story. How how we first met Hare Krishnas, How we first um, came in contact. Little story like that. And what we saw, I saw, is a lot of very animated discussion that went on. Like, everyone has a story and furthermore everyone was I noticed a lot of hand motion and expressions right? So for those of you who were not here yesterday my suggestion is if you can you don't have to use hand motions if you don't want (laughs) but if you can find one other who has not been here maybe raise your hands again you are not here and look and see someone else who was not here. Find one other person, and then uh, you can meet and just briefly share this story with each other. For the rest of you, we're going to take the next step. The next step is same story, but now you can discuss with each other how you might turn your story into some sort of performance, some sort of enactment, or shall we say reenactment, uh, a re-creation <laughs> of that of that event or that series of events that led, led to an event. And I want to give you uh, some little tips or suggestions uh, for you to think about what you might do as a kind of device to, to make this happen. One is you can, um, you can and we're just doing this um, sort of in speaking with each other. Um, maybe later you want to write it. Um, so one thing you may think of is uh, dividing the, the, the program... Uh, the, the story, such that there's a narrator and um, there are actors. There may be only one actor. It may be only yourself uh, as the actor, but there's a narrator who is maybe telling some of the background, and then you are acting what is the more dramatic, shall we say, uh, moments. That's one possibility, a narrator. This can be expanded in all sorts of ways, the idea of a narrator. In ancient Greece, uh, the Greek um, theater, they had a chorus. Ah, huh? Ein Chor. Die hatten ein Chor. Yeah. So uh, the Greek chorus, and the Greek chorus's uh, job was uh, to sort of add some commentary to what was happening in the story. They would be standing on the side and they would, you know, sort of make some comment about what was happening. Um, They also had a function of. Sort of drawing the audience into the drama. And there's a, a way that that's done in the Sanskrit drama as well. I think we'll talk about that um, maybe tomorrow. They can also function to express inner thoughts of the players, of, of the performers. But this can also be done in another way, and that is the actor sort of turns to the audience and speaks a monologue um, which is expressing inner thoughts. You're all looking at me like, huh? <laughs> That's exactly what you were thinking. <laughs> yeah it's a monologue or fancy word soliloquy um, some uh, a soliloquy is is sort of a longer monologue perhaps i I think I may give some example of this, but I think first we should just try it um, the The chorus can also um, sometimes function in such a way as to give a chance for the actors uh, to go off stage. So the, the chorus is, I don't know, they were singing, they were chanting something, and the actors could go off, and then they would come back on. Anyway, those, those are some little uh, thoughts about chorus. You don't have to add a chorus to your, <laughs> but see if you can just just chat with each other. We're not trying to accomplish much of anything now. Uh, but if you can find uh, your uh, story partner from yesterday, hopefully some of them are there. If not, <laughs> if not, find, find others amongst yourselves. And um, let's see what comes out of this, shall we? For just a few minutes. Okay, Please. I see, again, quite some lively discussions. I didn't see quite so much gesturing this time. I I don't know, maybe because you're thinking more. That's okay. Uh, Would anyone like to share with us just a little um, picture of an idea that you came up with from your discussion? How you would dramatize your story? Anyone? Don't all speak at once, please. <laughs> David Arson is volunteering you. <laughs> Microphones.
2: Yeah, it would not be. A, maybe we could do it very excitingly, but uh, for me it was like that. That. Uh, I was with a partner at that time and uh, uh, an old friend of hers just visited us one day out of the blue and he was telling about Krishna consciousness and I was thinking he's a completely crazy guy. (laughs) And uh, my girlfriend, she thought, yeah, let's visit the temple and I told them, you go, I'm not interested. (laughs) So I was very skeptical and thought they're just, I don't know. And but I told them please bring me back a book. I want the Bhagavad Gita. So they brought back a book and when I opened the book I was convinced. So but I was quite for quite for some time I was Convinced about the philosophy, but not about the devotees. So, uh, so I was torn back and forth. Uh, and one could definitely make a nice drama about like topics: how that person comes in and tells that he has found the truth. And I'm just I I was also searching, but I was definitely not expecting such uh, narrations and such. So I, it was quite. I was I, we were quite. Uh, discussing quite lively.
0: Okay, yeah. very nice. Thank you. One suggestion, and this this is a general uh, thing, is that you can you can be a little creative, and so in this case, you might imagine you might create some. You have your dialogue with the cr- so quote unquote crazy g- guest, um, and in your dialogue sometimes you have what's called an aside which means you express to the audience something that you're thinking you know you turn the, to the audience and you say oh my god this guy is completely mad you know or something like that and then um, the, the the crazy so called crazy person uh, could also be Speaking some asides, in which, for example, I'm just what comes to my mind is he probably thinks I'm crazy <laughs> you know, so like that you can you can develop you could have another scene where he's thinking he's considering how he can attract you, you know, maybe before or after, like that, you can. You can embell em- you know the word embellish. You can add something which is maybe not in the original script that is in your story. And another thing I suggest uh, you could do, I think it's fair game, uh, to bring Krishna into the story, that Krishna is making a plan. And he's watching you, and he's thinking, "Uh uh-oh, now he thinks he's crazy. What am I going to do about that? (laughs) You see what I'm saying? He's he's trying to coordinate things, (laughs) you know, and because you have your independence, your your freedom, uh, he doesn't want to interfere with that, so he's thinking, hmm what to do now, (laughs) that sort of thing. So that can make it interesting, fun. Anyone else? Yes, Martina. i try my best. (laughs) Please.
3: We have two stories. The first is from Damodar Priya. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You, You want to tell that I might...
0: Don't be shy. This is I, so not, It's a
3: very, very, very nice story.
0: This is not the place.
3: Damodar Priya left her old life and go through the through the world to find the absolute truth. Uh-huh. And we um it's a very long story and we thought that it would be good to be a serial, as a serial, uh-huh. like a serial because it's like the film Rocky, so you go to the big fight, but everything, the training before and uh-huh. what happened before, um, it is most interesting And so we very little, a lot of little stories.
0: You mean like boxing fight?
3: (laughs) Yeah, but it's not a boxing fight. (laughs) 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 But the the highlight. Uh Also the highlight is in the film Rocky, the fight. And the highlight here is to to come to India to, to find the absolute truth. But the way before... The, way mm-hmm. the the
0: preparation, steps, steps
3: for this before. Mm-hmm. there are little small stories Oh, also, a lot of uh, small stories many stories and they are very funny i think
0: uh-huh.
3: because buying shoes the right shoes or something like mosquito yeah. nets yeah yeah <laughs> and <laughs> All so the different we think, things one does yeah, also, yeah that's and nice. the other story is from it's my story because I get a book in Berlin when I was 20 years or something like that and so it was the Schönheit des Selbst mm-hmm. also from Prabhupada and um, I tried to read it but it, it I um, it, was, it was not the time for me to read right. this book and by I put it in my regal and um then often, I take old books away, and then, "But this book I cannot leave."
0: Uh-huh.
3: And it uh, needs 20 years or more that um, I find out that, uh, um, that the book is from Prabhupada when I go to join to the temple. Oh. Oh. And so uh, the idea was to tell the story in the perspective of the book.
0: Uh-huh. uh the book is watching it 's sitting the book there is telling the, the story waiting twenty years <laughs> right <laughs> saying when is she going to take me off the shelf <laughs> right <laughs> yeah that 's nice thank you yeah uh to the to the series uh You can think of that also as um, um, hmm. there's a way of of performing which is kind of a cross between uh, dance and acting in which all the movements are stylized and they may involve uh, freeze acting you know, where you come to a very critical moment in the story and everyone freezes. Uh, there is a tradition in India called junkie, Not junkie. junkie.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, uh Where it, it's... Um, well, there's a french term for it also what is it uh uh tableau vivant so it's it's a it's a display it's like it's like a living painting uh the 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 performers get in their positions and have their costumes and and freeze and people come and they see it's darshan it's it's uh There's a tradition of this in India. I haven't seen it in India. I've heard about it. I've read about it. That's the thing. You can also think in terms now, what is it called? TikTok? (laughs) (laughs) Which is very short videos, right? So you could think of a TikTok series. (laughs) You know, just quick with with some fast-moving, you can think about what would be the audio, because they say in in, uh, uh, in film, what is it, 70% of film uh, is, is the sound. You have to have first-class sound if you want to have a successful film. Anyway, so you can be thinking of what kind of music, you know, uh, going in the background. A lot of things you can do. Yes. Uh, someone else want to share? Yes, David Shiranika.
4: This drama begins, um, the stage is dark, and two kids, they are thrown out of a tunnel and they end up in a dark stage. And a conversation begins between the two kids, and as the light comes on, we see it's a very dark uh, Forest uh, kind of an environment. But we can't quite see because it's still quite dark, but just a dim light. And the conversation begins like this that uh, there is this beautiful friend of this other kid, and the friend says that, I think you should get out of this. And then um, the little boy says, or the little girl, she says that, uh, No, I heard what goes on outside of the jungle in the city, so I don't want to. And then friend says, okay, why not go back to where you came from? And this little girl says, no, let me show you. And then they leave the stage. And then the next scene occurs. And um, this girl then shows her friend, and there are many other actors involved. She shows her friend how much uh, suffering and pain she had in her past life. And then uh, several scenes go on. And then we again brought back to the main scene, back to the dark forest area. And um, then the f- best friend of this girl convinces that if you get out of this forest, as a friend, I can do you a favor that I will spread the word around and you will have a nice start. And then the friend says, and the girl says, do you promise me that you will always be with me? And the best friend says that, I'm your best friend, I shall never leave you. Hmm. And then the scene closes, and when the curtain opens, then there's a birth of a girl child. And um, and it, this, then the setting is that the girl child goes to the um, grandmother who is a devotee, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this is just a story of how... Um, I came in touch with Krishna Consciousness mm. because I had the good fortune that my, uh, I was born into a Krishna Conscious family. Yeah. But we discussed how this could be related, how um, um, yeah, we have this whole past life. And as I, when we are in the womb, we remember the dark side of our past life. Mm. And the soul also doesn't want to go out because through the womb you hear what goes on outside. <laughs> and the best friend is the Paramatma who is always yeah. there. Yeah.
0: Oh, very nice. Nice, thank you. This um, this reminds me of another, you might want to call it technique, uh, and that is to build a story around a single verse from Shastra. Um, we actually saw this in the boatman and the professor. There was a single verse written, uh, sorry, Spoken or read, read, rather ironically, by the uh, by the professor. Right, the professor's on the boat. He gets, he pulls out of his bag. How did I get this book, Bhagavad? Oh yeah, it was in the New York airport. Oh, she insisted. I t- all right, I took it. Oh, what is this? Shrinivatan Krishna Punya kirtan Right, and then he reads the translation. So that verse has been uh, embedded, you can say, in a whole story. In this case, uh, one might take the Upanishadic verse, the original form of it is in Rig Veda, uh, of the, uh, the two birds in the tree. So that could be, the whole story could be a way of bringing out uh, the significance of that verse. You, you see what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of things like that can be done. Uh, uh, just a suggestion. Good. Anyone else with a burning desire to share? <laughs> yes, An- Anandita Rama.
5: Um, it's very short story. <laughs> um, it was a time when my uh, material life was broken in many, many uh, small (laughs) Fragments. Yes, yes. And I was looking for answers. Uh, Why? Why is it so? And so I find a class about uh, 54 kinds of uh, arts of uh, pride, proud, fifty four arts fifty of der uh, Stolzes
0: fifty four ways of being proud yes uh-huh.
5: and i didn't know that uh, it was uh, from, from Bhagavatam, sixth class uh-huh. but when i uh, when i heard this class first time uh so my mind was so, oh, this fits to this person, this next one is to, to this person. Uh, so yes. for all, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. found one one person in, in my relationship who fits yeah, inside. Yeah. And then uh, I think Krishna was laughing about me <laughs> mm. <laughs> because he wanted to show me my own... <laughs> Uh, yeah. m- myself, and so next day when I uh, wanted to hear this class again, uh, I was scared. Said all kinds of this crowd is uh, fit to me.
0: Uh, yes.
5: <laughs> and so uh, that began began uh, my life. How can I change it?
0: Right. Okay, that's nice. So that. Okay, we could talk about how that might be dramatized. What comes to my mind now, just off the top of my head, um, you can you could be a little bit. Um, you could have something slightly surreal happen on the stage. You know this this term surrealism. Um, what comes to my mind is, every now and then someone just walks from uh, stage left to stage right, holding a mirror, just walks on the stage with a mirror and walks off the stage with the mirror. So, what was that about? And then he he or she <laughs> comes back again, <laughs> you know, holding a mirror. All right, what's with the mirror? You know, and then maybe at some point uh, he just stands there with the mirror facing the audience, and you're facing away from the mirror toward the audience, and then at one point you look in the mirror, something like that. You know, you can you can be a little creative. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> OK, thank you. Anyone else? One more of the gents on the gents side. Gents tend to be a little more reserved about sharing, but uh, <laughs> anything? Keser Maras, anything you want to? <laughs> Here comes the microphone. <laughs>
6: Is who you met, yeah. So, uh, we uh, we didn't have our partners from yesterday, right. so we just we were discussing and we just discussed uh, Valentino Prabhu's uh, story.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, we didn't get to the point of dramatizing it, but I did have an idea, so uh-huh. maybe I'll just share it, sure, and yeah. then we can. So, basically, in brief, is a very beautiful story, but he was a blues singer, oh, uh-huh. um. And then through a concert, he met the devotee, Vrindavan Purandara Prabhu. And then there was a series of different things. He also talked about his journey of illness. um, And yeah, the journey of then how he became a devotee. So I was just thinking that the blues was immediately the thing that... We talked about blues music and... uh, it was interesting after this morning's song by Bhaktivinoda Thakur.
0: Oh, that's a kind of uh, <laughs> Bengali blues. <laughs> Bengali blues, yeah. <laughs> so
6: we were talking about the blues and how the it's usually a genre of music which kind of is all about lamentation, about the material world. Yeah. So I was thinking like that would definitely be a, a kind of device through which to tell his story. Yeah. Um, through the blues music and yeah, yeah. Um, talking about the journey of suffering and different things and yeah but we didn't get do you
0: want to add something to that
1: um so thank you that was,
0: that was perfect that was way really better than i was anything um all i was going to add was i think that there was going to be a, a little bit of a happy ending obviously in terms of maybe going for kind of extending on with like gospel or something like you know so so kind of a from blues cheery. to gospel blues music to go, exactly say so. <laughs> hallelujah exactly Change the lyrics, huh the music is the same okay it's changing the lyrics okay <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> nice thank you yes uh very nice ideas and we we all have we all have rich experience, and one thing that drama can do is un, un, unwrap and uh, and sharpen sharpen those experiences. In effect, that's also what drama is about. It's um, the audience all have their life experience, and the the drama on the stage is getting. Reflected in their hearts in a way which is resonating with their own experience in such a way... Well, the term reson, uh, resonance is, is good. What does resonate mean? It means if I have a guitar, for example, and I pluck a string, the string without the body of the guitar, you won't hear it. But with the body of the guitar, that sound resonates through and comes out amplified. So drama can amplify. um, It can amplify experience, feelings, emotions, um, and so on. So it can be very, very powerful. I thought now that we look at a passage from the Bhagavatam Uh, This will be familiar for many of you, perhaps for some of you not so. Uh, This is from the fourth canto, chapter three. This is a conversation between Sati and Shiva. Lord Shiva has uh, had a kind of confrontation before this with his father-in-law, whose name is Daksha, Prajapati Daksha, yes, and um, it was quite an unfortunate encounter, and now, after all of that, sati, there's, there's going to be another event that the father-in-law is going to um, have another yagya. And Sati, the daughter, wants to attend, wants to go. And, um, and, and Shiva, they're, they're discussing, and Shiva says, I don't think that's a good idea. So let's read this. I, I'll read rather quickly, uh, and you can also see it here. It starts with text 8. Sati says, My dear Lord Shiva, Your father-in-law is now uh, executing great sacrifices and all the demigods have been invited by him, who have been invited, are going there. If you desire, we may also go. I think that all my sisters must have gone to this great sacrificial ceremony with their husbands just to see their relatives, I also desire to decorate myself with the ornaments given to me by my father and go there with you to participate in that assembly. My sisters, my mother's sisters and their husbands and other affectionate relatives must be assembled there. so. If I go, I shall be able to see them, and I shall be able to see the flapping flags and the performance of the sacrifice by the great sages. For these reasons, my dear husband, I am very much anxious to go. And she continues, This manifested cosmos is a wonderful creation of the interaction of the three material modes or the external energy of the Supreme Lord. This truth is fully known to you, yet I am but a poor woman, and as you know, I am not conversant with the truth. Therefore, I wish to see my birthplace once more. O neverborn, O blue-throated one, not only my relatives but also other women dressed in nice clothes and decorated with ornaments are going there with their husbands and friends. Just see how the flocks of white airplanes have made the entire sky very beautiful. O, oh, best of the demigods, how can the body of a daughter remain undisturbed when she hears that some festive event is taking place in her father's house? Even though you may be considering that I have not been invited, there is no harm if one goes to the house of one's friend, husband, spiritual master, or father without invitation. O immortal Shiva, please be kind toward me and fulfill my desire. You have accepted me as half of your body. Therefore, please show kindness toward me and accept my request." And then Maitreya, the great sage, says, Lord Shiva, the deliverer of the hill of, the hill Kailasa, having thus been addressed by his dear wife, replied smilingly, although at the same time he remembered the malicious, heart-piercing speeches delivered by Daksha before the guardians of the universal affairs. The great Lord replied, my dear beautiful wife, you have said that one may go to a friend's house without being invited. And this is true, provided such a friend does not find fault with the guest because of bodily identification and therefore become angry toward him. Although the six qualities, uh, education, austerity, wealth, beauty, youth, and heritage are for the highly elevated. One who is proud of possessing them becomes blind, and thus he loses his good sense and cannot appreciate the glories of great personalities. One should not go to anyone's house, even at the consideration of his being a relative or a friend, when the man is disturbed in his mind and looks upon the guest with raised eyebrows and angry eyes. He continues, If one is hurt by the arrows of an enemy, one is not as aggrieved as when cut by the unkind words of a relative. For such grief continues to rend one's heart day and night. My dear white complexioned wife, it is clear that of the many daughters of Daksha, you are the pet. Yet you will not be honored at his house because of your being my wife. Rather, you will be sorry that you are connected with me. One who is conducted by false ego and thus always distress, both mentally and sensually, cannot tolerate the opulence of self-realized persons. Being unable to rise to the standard of self-realization, he envies such persons such, Uh, as much as demons envy the supreme personality of Godhead. My dear young wife, certainly friends and relatives offer mutual greetings by standing up, welcoming one another, and offering obeisance. But those who are elevated to the transcendental platform, being intelligent, offer such respects to the super soul who is sitting within the body, not to the person who identifies with the body. I'm always engaged in offering obeisance to Lord Vasudeva in pure Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness is always pure consciousness, in which the Supreme Personality of Godhead, known as Vasudeva, is revealed without any covering. Therefore, you should not see your father, although he is the giver of your body, because he and his followers are envious of me. Because of his envy, O most worshipful one, he has insulted me with cruel words, although I am innocent. If, in spite of this instruction, you decide to go neglecting my words, the future will not be good for you. You are most respectable, and when you are insulted by your relative, this insult will immediately be equal to death." Okay, that's the Bhagavatam. Now, what I want to propose is that we reflect on how we might, um, how we might embellish, or how we might represent this, um, reenact this scene on a stage. And what I want to suggest is that we think about what is the focus that we want. And the focus that I would suggest is the conflict, the inner conflict that sati must be feeling. On the one side, she wants to uh, follow her husband's advice to not go because... She understands he is her well-wisher. On the other side, she feels that the honor of her husband has been compromised and she feels the need uh, to, to set it right. Now that aspect is not expressed in this part. It comes out in the next chapter when she Besides, she's not going to listen to her husband. She goes to the uh, yagya to her family. And as most of you know, quite some intense conclusion comes there. Uh, so so what, what I want to suggest, I think we can do it again uh, in small groups. It doesn't have to be just twos. It could be threes or fours, if you like. Um, if it helps you, um, many of you have phones, to, to be reminded of the full text or you can look at the portion that's here or you can ask for to be uh, brought back to verse number 8, however you want to do. Can we come up with some ideas of how we might represent this uh, scene? One suggestion is you could modernize it. So it's Shiva and Sati, but it's 21st century Switzerland. It's it's a 21st century family where relations might not be expressed the way they are here in this rather formal way. Um, Could it be, I'm just trying to sort of uh, uh, prompt you to have other ideas um, could it could it be made um, enriched by having satya after she speaks after all of this she, um, before she makes her decision she goes back in her room where she has two um, two servants that she speaks with, and one of her servants says, don't listen to your husband, (laughs) and the other servant says, you have to listen to your husband. How would that conversation go? Okay, do you want to, shall we try this again, just for a few minutes? Oh, time goes so quickly. Uh, Shall we do this? What do you think? What I'm trying to get you to do is to uh, stir up stir up the mind. I want to make you all uh, into playwrights. That's what I'm trying to do, <laughs> if you didn't figure this out yet. <laughs> so, yes. It's about dialogue, right? Someone, One person says one thing, and somebody else responds to that. How do they respond? How does it go back and forth, back and forth? And how does it develop? It's a bit of a challenge. I see you're looking at me like, uh, are you serious? Are you gonna... So let's see what happens. Goranga! Nityananda! Goranga! Nityananda! <laughs> Again, I see everyone quite lively, especially the ladies. And I think I know why. <laughs> Would, um, we had a rather large group here of about six of you. Would you like to uh, act out what you were, dis- what you were discussing? <laughs> or, or tell us something from what you were, had in mind? What came up? 21st century Switzerland today, okay. Bollywood. Bollywood, oh yeah.
3: Is that correct? Mm. There was a lot of drama, we were using technology, so TikToks and Reels, and yeah, we were trying to interpret it in today's, and then the way that... She's conflicted. We would have it reflected nowadays where you'd have the best friends and discussion about how that would go as well. So, yeah, it was a bit more playful, but Uh a reflection on today's society, I suppose.
0: Uh, Right. Very good. Did you get any of the specifics of the dialogue? Who's going to say what? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Did I ask the wrong question?
7: So... (laughs) Like, one part would be that she just went because she's an independent woman and she doesn't need her husband to ask for. (laughs) And then she was there and then she posted it on TikTok and everywhere just for close friends. And she took him out so he cannot see it. And then he was... (laughs) Talking with a friend, and they were like, the friend was telling him, "Did you see what your wife did?" Uh oh. And then he showed to him, and then the whole drama came up, and he went home, and they had a huge fight. Oh. So, yeah, that's basically they, like <laughs> one part of it.
0: That's really a 21st century <laughs> melo, melodramic, melodramatic Bollywood yeah. style.
7: They would even do a dance afterwards.
0: Of course, there <laughs> has to be a dance. If there's no dance, it's not Bollywood, right? <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Marici.
7: Um We also thought that we would make a dance drama out of it. A dance and, drama. Yes, and in the first uh, part, um, we would, uh, in the dance, would be displayed the emotions um, of Sachi and how he how she dreams about uh, how the festivity would be with uh, all the colors and the um yeah the flags, the flags. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and so on <laughs> and um everything like this and also uh, when shiva talks it would be enacted with this more um, conflict uh, situation um yeah and 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 in the end um, there would be satis, she's she's really in an inner conflict and that also would be displayed with two dancers, maybe one blue and one red, ma- mm-hmm. one more passionate and the other more um, leveled. Tamasic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not Tamasic. Not Tamasic. No, no, more, more leveled, more... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And um, yes, they, they would, would maybe like... Uh, fight about a piece of uh, sari or something like this, and uh, to display how she is um, oh, torn, how apart torn to the,
0: within. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes, Mataji.
1: Hari Krishna. So. Um, We also discussed about our dance form, uh, Maharaj. But just to take a step back, um, thanks for organizing this workshop. Uh, In India, we used to call it as Natya Shastra. It's one of the shastras that people give a lot of importance to. And um, there's this one dance form uh, down south called Bharatanatyam. Since it's about Shiva and Sati, we thought we'll go with that dance form. Mm -hmm. Uh, In terms of embellishment, probably I'll uh, come to it in the last part though. So what we thought was to have it more as a song with musical instruments. And that's Mm -hmm. how this dance form works out to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Have Shiva and Sati, you know, play along. uh, You know, Shiva is known for those dance forms. So to have it all along and emote it, basically, not have any dialogue at all, but oh. emote all of these scenes, yeah. because there is frustration, there is angry, and everything. So there's yeah. so much emotions going around in the scene. Yes,
0: and it can all be expressed f- physically, so to say, Yeah, with bodily emotions.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and towards the end, what we thought, instead of ha- Sati going to the servant for opinion, we thought we will show two contrasting characters, angel and a demon sort play around with lighting and, again, background music and what have you to just show the difference and, of course, uh, show what suggestion or what decision Sati made. And we all know what decision Sati made, but Mm -hmm. we have kept it to the core. Uh, You know, we have not brought in the modernization. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. But that's a question also, Maharaj, that I have, uh, after listening to you for the last two sessions, right? Mm When you said classical dramas, it had its core tenets and especially when you talk about scriptures like Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, Mm. there's a core element to it. Mm -hmm. Modernization of course engages audience, again I want to get your perspective on it. Uh, Humor is good. But yeah. at the same time, when we convey it to the current generation, right, we should make sure the core element doesn't get disturbed. Yeah. Uh, so what are your thoughts on it? And how Prabhupada viewed drama as mm-hmm. an element, uh, Maharaj? Yeah,
0: that's heart. a bigger topic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, very briefly, I might mention in the... I just uh, heard this from uh, Hari Parshad Prabhu, who was giving a talk... On the Vidakda Madhava, and he says he, he, met, he explained that in the Nataka Chandrika of Shilarubago Goswami, which is a, a short manual on uh, drama principles based on um, you know bharat and, and and the later works, um, he mentions there are three types of drama in terms of one, one is called Kyata, which means it's based quite strictly on Shastra. One, I think, is called Klipta, uh, from Kalpana, which means it's imaginary. It's, um, it's done by the poets, essentially. And there's Mishra, which is a mixture of the two. Uh, so, the perhaps most famous of all uh, dramas of all Indian time, at least, is the Abhiganashakuntala Shakuntala of Kalidas. And this is based on a story that's uh, briefly given in the Mahabharata. But Kalidas does some... Of his own he changes the story, um, but he changes the story with a purpose and the purpose is to uh, to intensify to bring out uh, the proper rasa that he wants to bring out um, and and so my my understanding would that would be an example of mishra uh, the mishra type of Kavya. Um, the nātaka, which is one of ten types of rūpaka. I'm a total beginner in all of this, but I'm learning. Uh, rūpaka uh, means, uh, it's drishya kāvya, which means it's uh, performed for an audience, as opposed to uh, uh kāvya, which is simply heard. So drishya is what's performed. There are ten types, uh, the first of which is nataka. And nataka has ten acts, and there's so many other uh, prescriptions, requirements for nataka. And one of the requirements is that it must be Kyata, it must be following uh, shastra. Uh, so, and uh, hari, hari parsha. Prabhu pointed out the Vidagda Madhava and I presume also the Lalita Madhava are um, they are Natakas and therefore they're following Shastra. And the question came up, but where are all these details coming from which are described um, by um, by Rupa Goswami in, in his drama? And Hari Parsha Prabhu said, It's from the Padma Purana. From, and then he named uh, the exact place in the Padma Purana where all of the details are. (laughs) He said it's just coming from there. But then the question may come in this particular case why did it take Rupa Goswami 17 years to write his drama? Because uh, what's described in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's a conversation, and we may discuss that. Um, there's a conversation with Lord Chaitanya, uh, with Rupa Goswami about the writing of this drama, and he's he's working on it. And when did that happen? It happened in the year fifteen fifteen. It's apparently known that. The drama was finally completed in 1532, 17 years later. What took him so long? If it, you know, it was all in the text. So um, Hari Parshad Prabhu explains, he needed that much time to meditate on on the content because he was meditating. He said every day he was meditating on it. And he needed to also be selective. He needed to draw out from the Shastra what he could then amplify with his poetry. And of course his poetry uh, is, you know, perfect Sanskrit poetry in various meters. And that's very much uh, of concern for him to draw out uh, the rasa. Uh, So, yeah, those are a few thoughts to your point. Srila Prabhupada was uh, very concerned that devotees perform devotional drama. That was one of the big points. Um, He gave a description of a drama to Hayagriva. There's an interesting recording. Hayagriva was completely clueless. About, he had, you know, bef- this was before Prabhupada had translated Chaitanya Charitamrita. And Prabhupada wants him to write a drama about Lord Chaitanya. And he's explaining to him, Act one will be like this. Act two will be like this. Act three will be like this. And I think I was just reading, and it's in Act three that he's describing Krishna and Radha and the Ras Leela is happening in Goloka, and this is setting the scene for Krishna to uh, become resolved to appear as Lord Chaitanya. So, Hayagriva, is, he, he gets confused at one point. So, you said that uh, Radharani appear, sh, does she appear in in this act? Uh, you, you know, he's he's, he's you can imagine he's scratching his head and Prabhupada's very patiently (laughs) explaining. But he's just giving a sketch. And this is a point I want to make. He's giving a sketch and he wants then Hayagriva to fill it out. So he's giving him a lot of space for creativity. Uh, Just as a a painter, an uh, artist, Prabhupada had artists do so many paintings. Uh, based on a text, and many times they would check with Prabhupada for details, but still, so much of it was left up to the artist to create the actual painting. So, yeah. Is that all right? Well, we're kind of over time now, and I can hear the stomachs growling. So... (laughs) Thank you all very much, and I hope to see you again tomorrow uh, at this time. Śrīla Prabhupāda kī jaya, ananta koti vasna vinda ki